today on CityCast Denver. It's looking like another beautiful week here in sunny Colorado, and our state lawmakers are finally ready to enjoy the nice weather. They wrapped up another hectic legislative session last week, sending a whole slew of last-minute compromises to Governor Jared Polis for his signature. That includes bills reducing property taxes, temporarily reducing gas prices, and funding free preschool. And for one of the session's biggest climate bills, landing on Polis' desk marks the end of a journey that began six years ago in Arvada. That's when five-year-old Madvi Chitor's parents showed her a documentary about plastic pollution. Yeah, I was like, I need to do something about this. And that was just like the start of the inspiration. Madhvi Chitur is now 11 years old and a key driving force behind environmental and climate legislation here in Colorado, including her latest victory this session, a bill to ban what's known as forever chemicals or PFAS. Today is Monday, May 16th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Madhvi Chittur, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. Uh, I'm very happy being uh, to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. So Madhvi, I wanted to talk to you because you worked on some legislation that our governor, Jared Polis, is about to sign into law. Can you tell me about that bill that you worked on? So um, this has a big backstory to this. Sure. <laughs> this uh, bill uh, that Governor Polis will soon s- sign is... Um, it's to ban PFAS in consumer products, specific consumer products. So PFAS is like these man- human-made chemicals. They stand for per- and polyfluoroalkyls. And they're also known as forever chemicals because they do not break down in the environment. It's also a very big problem. It's in uh, all of us. Young children are being affected a lot. Um, it's also bioaccumulating in our plants, in our animals, it's in our soil, water, and air. So it's very important that we have to um, ban these, basically. Forever chemicals are a common component of many common items. That's what happens when you have an effective product. People use it. Well, for understandable reasons, Colorado lawmakers would prefer they didn't. Denver 7 Politics reporter Megan Lopez explains why. So it's to ban these chemicals that get into everything into our bodies. Yes. Basically. That's really scary. Colorado has taken steps to ban the chemicals use in some instances. This legislative session, lawmakers are looking to phase out PFAS and consumer products starting in 2024. Carpets, cookware, cosmetics, furniture, and some fabrics would be included. So I read in the Denver Post that Representative Lisa Cutter, who introduced this bill in the first place, initially got the idea from you. Where did you get the idea to address this issue with these chemicals? So I've actually been doing this activism like against PFAS since uh, 20, 2018. Yeah, um, I've been in like the climate rallies and I've been like going and raising my voice and talking about it. And then I made the request to uh, state representative Miss Lisa Cutter. So that's how uh, she introduced the bill. Who'd like to get us started? 
Representative Cutter. Thank you, Mr. Chair, and thank you, committee, uh, for hearing our bill tonight. Um, first of all, I want to acknowledge um, Madhvi Chitur, who you've seen already in testimony and will be testifying again because um, she is such a, a really passionate activist. And so I do there was these. Did you realize like these chemicals were like in our water and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And you made that kind of connection, like, oh wait a minute, this this stuff is in like the water I drink at school. And it's not just school, it's gonna, it's everywhere. It's even in, and just because of that, it's in our soil. And that's how, like all the crops and even our beef, dairy, um, eggs, that, that's all affected. It's very sad. So how, how did you convince lawmakers that they needed to take this issue on, that it was something that should be important to them too? I just went to the state capitol, um, like kind of like every day, basically, um, and I just told them uh, this bill exists and it should, um, you should please please vote yes uh, for this bill, and I just told them um, all about like how it is polluting everything, and um, just telling you I also have like uh, Governor Polis also passed another bill that I was like that I thought was also very important. So I also knew exactly what to do because of that. So you'd done it before. Yeah, so I'd done it before. Sure, sure. I love that you say you just went to the state capitol every day because yeah. I mean, yeah. you're like 11 and I would say there's probably not a lot of 11 year olds hanging out at the state capitol. Mm -hmm. Dear Chair, Mr. Alex Valdez and all committee members, I am Madhvi Chitor, 11 years old, appointed United Nations Child Advisor. I fight for children's fundamental rights to clean air, clean water, clean soil, clean food, and great health. Children like me, we do not want products and conveniences that pollute our aquifers, drinking water, soil, air, food, and cause dangerous diseases. What we want is a happy, healthy life. Please give a yes vote on this bill. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. What do your friends think about the work that you do in, in activism? To be honest, um... Some of my friends actually, do, they do support me. The teachers also support me. They let me go and talk about this in all the different classrooms. Um, and also, let me tell you, some, some of the students, they just, they're not, list, they don't listen. They don't <laughs> care. That, that's that's kind of sad, but I'm, I appreciate all the people who do yeah. care. Yeah. I bet it's something that maybe they'll care about later on in life, but you just happen to be working on this when you're younger, you know? Yeah. 
What made you want to get into environmental activism and environmental work? My inspiration, my passion, that happened a long time ago. I was five years old and I watched a CNN documentary and it, it was called Midway Plastic Island. Every time you throw away a piece of plastic, it can be felt here in paradise. This is Midway Island in the Pacific Ocean, one of the most remote places on the planet, but one of the hardest hit by pollution. And like it talked about like the Great Pacific Garbage Patch and like how the albatrosses. Midway is like their home. It talks about Midway Island. Um, and then they're eating all these plastics and it's littered and like they're littered all over the beach, uh, the plastics and and then they don't even decompose. Um, they they were in like big trouble. Your coffee cup, water bottle, toothbrush, they may all float miles to end up on these shores. Inside these birds, the blubber of these seals, in the sand and invisibly in the waves these dolphins call home. And eventually, these plastics may well end up inside you. I was like, I need to do something about this. And that, 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 was the, that was just like the start of the inspiration. So you're five years old and, and you go, I need to do something about this. Did you just, just tell your parents? Yeah, we, we were watching this together as like a family thing. So I know that you met with Vice President Kamala Harris. Tell me about that, because I got to say, a lot of people in the world have not got to meet uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. So what did you meet with her about? At the time, I was working on a campaign called the Global Plastic Policy, and and like, I guess the the, the title explains itself. And uh, like, no one has actually made like this global plastic policy kind of a thing before. That's why I wanted to do something. Uh, then it was very interesting how we got there. Yes, yes. tell yes. me. Yes. So, uh, literally like a day before the meeting. The White House was like, hi, we are here to call you. And <laughs> and then Kamala Harris, um, uh, we've invited you to speak with Kamala Harris at this uh, place and keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how I would tell my friends that if I was your age, but you yeah. couldn't tell them until after, right? Yeah. So you, you met with her and you talked. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I pitched the idea of the global plastic uh, policy to her, and she was like, "Yes, this is a great thing to do." Um, and my pol like policymakers, yeah, the policymakers uh, will follow up with you. Oh, well, so you've got you've got the ear of the vice president of the United States is listening to what you're saying. So I think you're onto something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it happened in March 2021, like. Nicely, two days before my birthday. That's a pretty cool early birthday present, I would have <laughs> <Yeah>. to say. <laughs> Getting a call from the White House. That's pretty amazing. So are you going to follow up with the vice president? So after that meeting, the, the policy st staff, they followed up like a month later, like April 20th. April 20th. Um, yeah, they, they talked to us. And then March 2022... That's when um, they made like an announcement that the U.S. is going to be supporting the Global Plastic Treaty. 
Cheers erupted at the United Nations Environment Assembly in Nairobi as 175 nations agreed to clean up the mess. It's being described as the most significant environmental deal since the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement. So you were really, like, involved with that? Oh, yes. Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State. Yeah, the Secretary right. of State. That that's who I was looking for the whole time. <laughs> so yeah, he he was the one that actually announced it. The plastic on November twenty twenty one. Anthony Blinken announced this global yeah. plastic initiative after you had a conversation with Vice President Kamala Harris yes. about it. So yeah, I, I would I would have to say you were a direct influence on that. Mm-hmm. I know you you kind of mentioned like maybe your classmates aren't so tuned into this issue, but why do you think it's important for kids to care about the environment? It's basically because youth are, they are like the most affected by all this pollution. Like if you take the PFAS that I've, I've been talking about, um, Youth are the ones that actually have the most in their blood when they're like two years old. That's like their peak. It's very, it's also very important to know about this. You can make a difference. Children have a voice that, that people should, that people should listen to. I fight for children's fundamental rights to clean air, clean water, clean soil, clean food, and great health. What else, what else do you want to do or what else are you working on? So I actually compose music. Um, Almost as like a hobby, but I do have an album. Um, I have an album posted. Um, no, not posted. Published. Yeah. Um, called "I Am Prince's Genius." Cool. I'll link it to our listeners so they can check it out. So you're you're into a lot of different things. Yeah. Like environment and science and making music. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Well, Madhvi, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, th- thank you too. Uh, it's a very nice having this um, awesome opportunity. Thank you. And also thank you all for listening to this podcast. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> And here's what else Denverites are talking about. To follow up on a story we brought you last week, North High School teacher Tim Hernandez has been placed on administrative leave by DPS. The Denver Post reports that the move comes after the educator joined a walkout organized by his own students last Friday in response to his teaching contract not being renewed. Check out our episode from last Wednesday to hear directly from Mr. Hernandez himself. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, where today Peyton digs into the winners and losers of the legislative session. This episode also included a clip from a Twitter video posted by Kyle Cook of Rocky Mountain PBS. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote this.